0: You're listening to the Rogers Sporting Goods Podcast with Patrick Fisher, Chandler Smith, and Josh from Outdoor Limits. In this podcast, we'll touch on everything from gear to
1: ducks to deer, turkey and fishing. From field to table, let's dive in. It is kind of a funny story. So Jared and I grew up together. Um, Went to to kindergarten all the way through high school together where we played baseball with each other. I was actually his catcher. He was a pitcher. I was a catcher. Um, We played football together. Then we got – he actually transferred in the middle of high school to a local private school. And uh, we got drifted apart, but, you know, he had friends there. I had friends where I was at. He was playing football and baseball. We kind of played against each other. And then I was in college playing ball, and I hadn't talked to Jared in years. And then I actually look up. I'm in my second year of junior college. I was leadoff batter. We are playing Mississippi Delta. I played at EMCC. And for those that are listening, if you've ever watched Last Chance, you that's where I was playing baseball at. And Jared, we called him Wild Thing as a pitcher because he, was, he would beam everyone, and it was not on purpose. <laughs> he had a cannon and would beam everyone. And I'm getting up to bat, and I did not notice him over there warming up. And they said, you know, now batting number 18, Boomer Brown. And I, I look up at the mound, and I was like, oh, my God, that's Jared Lewis. And he looks at me, he smiles, and first pitch goes right at my head. Really? <laughs> I, I had to start there. And I knew what he was doing because he used to throw at people to scare them, and then he'd throw them right down the middle. Right after that, just intimidate him. So I knew it was coming, and I love to say this in public. My last at bat off Jared, I hit a double off the wall in college. So right. that was it, right there. We knocked him off the mound. That's but anyway, it's on the books. So <laughs> oh, that's on the books. Okay, that's on the books. But um. So anyways, like I said, we got out of college. We hang out a little bit here and there. Jared joins the military. Well, he well he married Val. They moved all over. His wife, they moved all over the country with her job. You know, she's a lieutenant colonel in the Air Force. And um, so we just kind of lost touch. And then one day my brother, who lives in Arkansas and lives, you know, in Jonesboro, you know, he's in the heart of duck country, calls me and says, Mm -hmm. hey, man, who who owns Apex Ammunition? And I had seen it on Facebook, and I saw Jared would share it from time to time. And I thought, to be honest, I thought Jared, like, just had a friend or if he, he was helping them. I said, I don't know. I said, Jared Lewis you know, shares their stuff. I'll give him a holler and see. well, I start trying to call Jared's phone, doesn't answer. I get up with a mutual friend via Facebook messenger. And I said, Hey man, have you talked to Jared in a while? He's like, yeah, I'm sitting right here with him. And I was like, okay. He's like, we're overseas. You know, we're, we're, we're off fighting a war right now. I'm, we are just happen to have computer time. And I was like, okay, you know, awesome. I was like, ask him who owns Apex ammunition. He said, well, I can answer that for you. He does. Really? And I was like, really i was like wild thing jared owns apex ammunition he's like yeah i was like golly that's awesome i was like well tell him that my brother called and he's got people that are talking all about it and you know want to know more about it people were talking about i want to invest in this and yada 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 i still didn't know much about it well jared gets on and you know in all his fashion i can't say all the things he said he was like hey boomer what's up when i get back in town let's meet up yada 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 well he comes by my office when he gets back in town a few months later we go out to eat and he starts telling me about tss and I mean, like I said, I've always been a hunter, but you know, I'll, I will shamefully I wasn't the type that would go out and pattern my gun. You know, beforehand it was at that time it was get the biggest shell you could get, mm-hmm. put it in a put it in a twelve gauge or a ten gauge and let it eat. Right, and you knew if it was over, you know, thirty yards, it was it was a it was a flip of a coin. So we go to his in his dad's backyard. He's got a shop and he's like, all right, did you bring the – he told me to bring what I'd been shooting. So I brought him. He said, all right, we're going to shoot at this paper at 40 yards. And, you know, you say 40 yards, and that's like the standard, right? But you get back, that's kind of far, mm-hmm. especially for what you're used to in shooting turkeys. So shoot my, my shells that I shot at it. I had just a normal, you know, pattern in my eyes. It was just, you know, shot here, shot there, you know, is what it is. I'm thinking, you know, dead turkeys. Like, all right. And he's like, now you're going to shoot my stuff and it was you know at that point this was a three and a half inch number nine he gave me which oh my god my arm (laughs) when we did did that but it was on freaking real i mean it was just like a swarm of bees you know just i mean the whole pattern and and, i mean you hold them side by side and you're looking at fives versus nines Mm -hmm. and it's just it's unreal and i was like you know like why have has no one done this before like i I was still trying to get sold on i'm like all right jared like like what's the catch and he's like well you just shot a 13 dollar shell oh yeah and i was like oh i was like man i don't know i was like do you think turkey hunters will do that they will pay for it he goes they already are and he was like we can't keep up Mm -hmm. and i was like who else is doing this at this time he was like nobody and i was like wow and it it hit me right there i was like wild thing might have something here you know like and that day we went, that's when he said, now check this out, a 4.10. And I yeah. was like, uh-uh. Like, no way you're going to convince me that people are going to shoot turkeys with a 4.10. We get it 40 yards, the pattern's 9.5, 4.10. <laughs> and it's just, it's unbelievable. And I'm like, people can do, like, it just, it doesn't register when you, you've been you've been taught your whole life, you know, bigger, farther, longer, heavier. You know, you need a 10-gauge, need a 12-gauge. And all of a sudden, a 4.10 that you used... Growing up to shoot squirrels, mm-hmm. and it was it was just mind blowing, and uh and right then at that at that point I was selling insurance, and uh and I told him I was, I was like I'm sold. Like, do you want? Can I come on? You know? Yeah. He was like he was like I, he was like I can't afford to pay you, and I was like one day man I I would love to come help you sell this stuff. I was like this is unreal. I was like, you know, it's like it's and I and I know you're comparing different things, but like if you watch the social network and you see like this cool thing and everyone's wanting to attach themselves to it because it's going to be a roller coaster and you see where it's going to go and I'm looking at it and I'm like this is revolutionary like what he's doing and, and you know like I'm like this is awesome you know a guy I grew up with is revolutionizing the shotgun world and and I can't I, I, me and Jared give each other fits and I hate giving him uh, props because we we stay on each other we're like brothers in that sense but I mean what he did was it was unbelievable him and Jason all these guys and uh and the way they've you know they bootstrapped it right like everything they were making they were putting back in the in the company to do more innovation you know hire more people pay your people better you know they made sure they were paying their guys before they were paying themselves you know giving them raises before i mean they were all you know eating eating you know ramen noodles and just trying to grow this and cultivate this company and uh And then one day, you know, like, then he he knows he has me at this point. He's like, Mm -hmm. I've got Boomer hooked, you know. And I like I'm selling insurance, and uh, a local NWTF chapter guy came by and wanted Apex to start a chapter. And Jared knows I know a lot of people in our hometown, and he comes by my office and says, hey, man, do you think you – he just started – oh, man, he was lighting the fuse. He was like, you think you could help me sell tables for this, help me throw this banquet? He goes, I'm going to make you vice president of the Apex chapter. And I was just like, yeah. That thing has ran my life for the last three (laughs) years. But we started throwing, you know, an awesome banquet together. And then one day, like the stars aligned, he called me and was like, man, you know, our company is growing so fast. We do need somebody that can help us with these sales. Cause you know, I'm building shells. I'm I'm doing a lot of the, the R and D and all this stuff. And, and Jason's running the business. We need someone that can, you know, handle customers and sell and whatnot. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, this is what we can do. And I was like, let's go, you know, and, uh, and that was, almost 2 years ago and I hadn't regretted it for a second it's it's been a, an awesome ride and and you see where it's going that that's the thing is like you know every year you know the the innovation we come up with and the feedback we get from customers and and people like y'all you know staple staple stores that are carrying our brand now and people that are you know sticking by us and saying like this is the cream of the crop you know there are other you know, companies that do what we do but not how we do it. You know, like everything that we do is, is for the most part, you know, all in Turkey is, is hand-loaded, match-grade, precise. You know, it's it's handled by nine different people before it goes into a box for for um, quality control. And, uh, and it's just cool to be a part of something like that. Like, you know, it, it's kind of like disrupting the industry a little bit. You know, like, you know, anybody can turn on a machine and make it kick out shells, but to do it the way we do it and to have held on the way we've held on to keep doing it and grow the business to me and not to toot on the horns but it's been impressive and, and watching Jared and Jason grow the business has been impressive to, to be a part of and for them to allow me to do it it's been awesome. Dude, it's you're
0: you telling that story and I, I just started laughing whenever you're, you're like man can I get a job it reminded me of that that clip on Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's like, if you show like, me your pay stub,
1: I'll come like, work for you right now. You show me this pattern,
0: I'll come. For, I'll quit my job. That was yeah. about. That was about where
1: it was. <laughs> and what's funny is I was. I'd already become. I was with Farm Bureau Insurance at the time, which great company. I loved working there. And everyone knew that I was friends with Jared, so people would call me and be like, "Hey man, can can you get me some shells? Can you get me a discount?" And I'm like, "Dude, I, I don't." Like everybody thought I was already in with Jared. And working there, I was like, I can't. I you know I can't do that. Well, I actually left Form Bureau to work for another insurance company at the time, and um, all the people at Form Bureau automatically assumed that I went to Apex. Oh yeah. So I was getting called six months later from the president of Form Bureau Federation asking if I could get him waterfowl shells because he couldn't find anywhere that were selling <laughs> them. I was like, Why? He goes, Well, you, you work for them, right? I'm like, No, I'm, I'm at a competing, competitive, <laughs> competing insurance company. He's like, Oh, well, you know the word around the company is you went to work for Apex. i like, No, I hadn't. But then about three months later. I did. Yeah. And uh, so now I, I still get those phone calls from my old director of sales and from all over the Southeast people. Hey, man, can you get me this? Can you get me the Greenleaf Blend, please? da da da, da. And yeah. those phone calls are exhausting, but We try to help as many people as we can in that aspect. So, so when was, what year was it when you shot that first TSS? That was in 2019. 2019. Gotcha. Yeah, it, was 2019, it was eighteen or 19. I want to say it was 19. And, uh, you know, the company was created in 17. 17. And it actually started as a waterfowl but the company i almost just say we's it's a lot easier now but at the time we thought that you know people are going to be more up to buy at that time because it was just so new you know you're ripping the band-aid off of someone who's been used to buying you know a shell for three dollars to saying you're going to spend 15 you know it was like let's try it with turkey first and so we kind of we cut our teeth in the turkey industry and that's where we really you know made you know made our bones and made our made a name for ourselves as you know you know what we are which is a, a high-end high brand great shell and then we started you know rolling that into waterfowl and the waterfowl has really taken off and and kyle can add to that just since he's been on how much traction our waterfowl has has really you know brought on and the awareness we've ra- we've raised that awareness through turkey but people are realizing that our waterfowl is salty too yeah
2: So, do a quick introduction
1: here. I know you kind of, you you said Boomer Brown. I'm Boomer Brown. I'm the sales director at Apex Avidation. And this is Kyle (laughs) Moscato-Jones. And and he is, uh, he's the marketing guru of of our company.
2: Yeah. He's been on, Kyle's been on the podcast before, and and some guys out in the waterfall world might know him from Goose Calling and and all that stuff. Are you retired now? Did you? No, Uh, I'm not uh,
0: retired. mm -mm. I'm not retired yet not retired yet yeah i chasing got the th- got close yeah chasing which one two or three? three. three. yeah three yeah. third third world goose so getting yeah. there man
1: yeah we, we were at delta waterfowl last year and he had him a little all of us obviously i didn't even know that about kyle and i told you all the story earlier but i got him dropped in my lap and then i realized he was you know the call guru of the world and i was about to embarrass myself trying yeah. to call in front of him and then he told us he was entering the competition at Delta last year, and so we were all like his little, you know, we're doing the wave over there, Kyle. <laughs> Kyle.
2: Oh jeez, yeah. So yeah, going to going to that
1: story maybe <laughs> about Kyle. Yeah, you know, when you first <laughs> met Kyle. Yeah, so uh, so Jared, you know, obviously in the position he's in, he's got you know he does all of our content. So you know we get I get people all the time like, man, who is taking your photographs? Who is doing your videos? I'm like Jared, you know, one of the owners, and they're like. Oh my gosh, you know Jared, I mean, he found a niche for it. and if you'd have told me in high school that Jared, the wild thing Lewis would have been running around carrying a camera, I'd have laughed. I was like, no, he's gonna end up being like an MMA fighter or <laughs> or, 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 or something he's gonna carry a sledgehammer, and knock stuff over, but like he found his niche and hes he's really good at it and uh, so Jared's tugged all over the you know all over the country to go hunt here, film here you know he's doing it for our content or we do it you know with partnerships and stuff like that and he you know jared calls me a hundred times a day to you know either tell me we need to do something or he's going to tell me a story about his day or his hunt and he tells me he says hey man me and kyle we just got through hunting some public land over here and we're coming back up to the shop like, i don't know who kyle is at this time this is you know every year ago i did not know who kyle did. he didn't even tell me his last name he just said kyle so Jared shows up at the shop and here's kyle with him and you know they're all decked out in their camo and he's like hey i've got to go hunt with so and so tomorrow you're taking kyle hunting and just walks off that's just how jared operates and i'm like okay you know that's that's fine you know boss man says do this you know we're gonna do it so i look at kyle and kyle is we make fun of him he he's uh he's very dry <laughs> uh with with how he talks and i'm just like hey kyle you know boomer he's like you know hey you know I'm kyle. <laughs> <laughs> and uh so um, I told him, I was like, look, I, I got a place. I just gotten a lease on this place, and it was it was already mid-season, so I didn't really know much about it. I said, we might get on turkeys, we might not. I was like, but me and my wife were going in the morning. You're coming too, you know, according to Jared. He's like, okay, you know, cool, I'm staying in the hotel. I'll meet you at the gas station. We had about an hour drive. It's out of the county. So we go, and, you know, in my mind, I'm sitting here thinking like, you know, I, I've been working for Apex now for, you know, six months. I'm you know, I'm big wig, right? And – uh <laughs> so i'm like i gotta hold this guy's hand turkey hunting i don't know anything about him. i thought jared was kind of guiding this guy i didn't realize this guy was a guy jared <laughs> and uh it's because i didn't know anything about him and uh so we get to the spot we walk in you know we had to walk in about a half mile we get to a field and there's woods back here and the one time that i had been to that place i'd heard a bird you know in this direction and I told kyle i was like i'm gonna hoot real quick so i got me a woodhaven hooter out and you know, hit and one fires off and my wife were like you hear that i'm oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and I was, they're like where do we need to go and I didn't know enough about the place I just knew there's a kind of a place tucked around the corner and I said let's get around this corner I was like it's like a you know like a logging road maybe he'll come to that and we go and set up and we're still standing up at the time because we have to make a move and you know I start and honestly I'm, I'm a guy that needs to stick with a pot call <laughs> stick with a box call but mm-hmm. I can't stand the fact that I'm not good at running a mouth call and I try real hard guys I, I, it, I got big teeth I, it gets in the way I don't know but it just never does work out. But I'd kind of gotten, I'd, I'd convinced myself I was serviceable, and my wife was there. She's new to hunting, so I've been showing off in front of her. And I actually had a bird like that I caught up with a mouth call in front of her. So I was like, "There's a lot of pressure." And so, uh, and at the time she, we weren't married. We're, I was still trying to impress her. <laughs> and uh, so, anyways, I'm getting ready to get my mouth call out. I'm like, "I'll do this." And I saw Kyle. You know, get his little, you know, his little pouch holder, and I looked over him. And I, I, you know, I was still a little self conscious. Like. Go ahead, he was no you. I was like no, no. Go go ahead, Kyle. Was like give it a shot. Kyle gets on there and you know just a little. Tuck, tuck. Then all of a sudden it's just <laughs> it just sounds like the most unbelievable turkey I've ever heard in my life. And I'm slowly putting my stuff back yep. in my pocket. My wife trying to God bless her. She was trying to be sweet. She's like, hey honey, um, he uh, you sound good, but he sounds. I was like you can go ahead and say it. He's like ten times better than me. Yep. And <laughs> And I let Kyle call that whole that whole morning, and we didn't kill one, but we had a great hunt, and we get back, and, of course, Kyle's still dry. He never mentions that, hey, you know, I've won all these competitions since I was, like, <laughs> three years old. And uh, so we finally get back, and Jerry's like, oh, yeah, Kyle, Kyle he's, he's the best caller I've ever heard in my life. You know, he's won all these competitions. And I'm like, things that I would have liked to have known yesterday <laughs> before <laughs> well, I'm I not gonna, I'm almost gonna, embarrass myself. I'm
0: going to be like, oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, hey, man, nice to meet you. 2018 World News <laughs> Con champion. Like,
1: I wish you had, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: this, is not, this is something uh, it's I'm not going to go and, uh. and, Well,
1: just know that from now on, and, and that's rule of thumb, me and Kyle go hunting, I ain't even bringing anything. Like, it's, it's mm-hmm. the Kyle show, and I'm bringing a gun, and I'm going to enjoy the fruits of his labor. Um, I'm, not, I'm not even going to attempt to call. So that's how that story went with Kyle. So as far as our first hunt together and uh, my first experience with Kyle – and yep. you, weren't, you weren't working for Apex at the time. No, that was actually a job interview.
0: Turned, oh, yeah. Well, well <laughs> I turned into a job interview. Yeah. Yeah. So I was turkey hunting in Tennessee, and it was the youth weekend uh, prior, and there was a week break in mm-hmm. between the youth season in Tennessee and the, the opener. So I had been shooting Apex for a while, probably since 2020 at that point. Mm-hmm. So I messaged Jared, and I was like, hey, man, like, can I come swing by the shop, just introduce myself, and then um, we can, you know? I was just going to go hunt some public ground. He's like, Well, where are you going to hunt? I was like, I explained it to him. He's like, Nah, we're going to go hunt together. I was like, Okay, sounds good, dude. Like, I want to, I wanted to check, try to check off Mississippi, try to check mm-hmm. off Alabama if I could. Um, that, I, I
1: did do need add in here Kyle's deathly afraid of snakes. Yes. <laughs> That's all yes. I heard the entire time. I was like, Hey, bro, you know, he's you know I, i'm from mississippi y'all can hear it in my talk i'm i talk country as can be and kyle kyle's got that you know i'm from michigan talk and he's like hey man you guys got snakes man <laughs> like i'm not <laughs> i'm not down with all these snakes like are we go where we're going is there gonna be snakes i'm like we're in mississippi in the heat there's gonna be snakes kyle and he's yep. like oh gosh
0: <laughs> yeah so jared you know jared was like yeah just come hunt and then you know we we ended up talking for a good amount I mean, we hunted together for eight hours that day and then turned into a week later. They're like, hey, man, you know, you want to come work for us? I was like, yeah, sure, absolutely. So it was was pretty cool. But, yeah, to go on the the snake side of things, (laughs) after Boomer, Mary Beth, and I hunted, I went and hunted some public ground, and it was like the middle of the day. It was kind of warm out. It was like 75, 78 degrees. And I'm walking back, and I see a snake. I'm like, all right, you know. It's warm out. It's on the it's on a logging road. It's just trying to get warm. But when you see four other snakes and hear three more, <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm out. Like, I'm
1: good. Welcome to Knoxby County. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm
0: like, dude, I'm 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 good. I'm by myself. I don't have cell phone service. If I get hit. Bit by a rattlesnake, I'm gonna die. And, like, you know, I'm and
1: you know, literally no one in town at yeah. that time but me <laughs> Yes. And Jared. Exactly. That was yeah,
0: exactly. So yeah, it was it was not a good experience. Yeah,
1: far from home at that
2: point. Yeah. Yeah. So home base for Apex is Columbus, Mississippi. Yes,
1: Columbus, Mississippi. Um, and, and it's staying that way. It is. Um, yeah. That's exciting news that we have um, from within the company that we could let everybody know that we are expanding a lot of of our capabilities and our infrastructure. We just purchased a. Uh, a new building that's being renovated right now um to do everything under one roof right now our waterfowl's under one roof and our turkey's under one roof now it'll be all under one Hmm. shipping offices everything you know under one you know giant warehouse which giant warehouse is a relative term when you come into roger's sporting goods and go to their warehouse because what y'all have is you know little uh, amazon's brother over here (laughs) and uh but yes our um we are in columbus we're staying in, columbus, in mississippi um as far as we can see right now in the future and we're hoping to expand out and keep growing man uh like i said just getting our you know covering more of the u.s covering you know more all over the world if we can so yeah uh, it's exciting times to be in the company you know it's it has been a it has been a roller coaster for sure but it's been a mostly an upper upward trajectory with that roller coaster um and you know since covid there's i don't know the statistical number but i know there's a lot more people just in my hometown that turkey hunt now and the demand has for our product has just gone through the roof you know at this point you know people ask me and said jared's running joke is that my job is to tell people no (laughs) like he's like what's boomer do boomer do not tell people no well a lot of that's true because you know it is hand-loaded so i mean we have to you know i can't just go in there and say hey this guy wants you know this egregious amount of shells he needs it by next week it's, it takes a lot of planning yeah and yep. because you know that's we're going to stick to that that's our ethos that's us you know hand loaded match grade we're not going to sacrifice that you know that quality for any more quantity you know and if it comes to it on the turkey side to where there's a cap where there's just a cap and whoever wants to get the share of it can get the share of it but we're never going to sacrifice that on our on that on that side of our uh of our catalog you know with our our turkey is going to stay hand loaded you yeah. know and and the quality you get that's that's the difference there right is the the research development and the quality you get when you buy apex yeah we'll stick on turkey for a second and then we'll
2: jump to waterfowl later but yeah. what's the i shot two rios this year with the green leaf what's the most uh, what's the most popular turkey load that you guys are <laughs> that, one kicking now. Out? That, one now. that one now that we yeah. created
1: we created a different animal with that one yeah. um it you know that nine ten blend just it uh, no pun intended jumped off the paper you know it just it, the yeah. pattern everything and you know when we started doing our own research and development going out and taking it in the field I mean Kyle can really reiterate you know it's been battle tested and it yeah uh, and the demand for it you know we we have you know when we come out with a new line like that especially at the time of year it kind of was like a I'm not gonna say a last minute thing, but it was kinda like an idea like, hey, let's let's do this. And so, you know, we got with, you know, Masio, who's been great, you know, we're thirty minutes down the road from their mm-hmm. headquarters with, you know, Neil and Daniel and their dad Toxie and you know, everyone knows that, who they are. And they've been, you know, great uh partners with us in different stuff, like, you know, the habitat that we'll get into when we talk about waterfowl. But yeah. you know, we got with them about this green leaf box. That's all of our favorite all of our favorite patterns is we all love the green mm-hmm. leaves for turkey and uh you know we're like we want to do this nine ten blend and when we did it and we have our pattern board and people started showing the patterns they were just unbelievable and then people started wanting them and we we weren't prepared for that demand yeah. This, yeah. this past spring but we, we do plan on uh, for this spring coming up we're going to have it a lot more available because before then it was just you know any sub gauge right. Your 20 gauge your 28 your 410 those are always your hard hitters right because i mean that's what tss does it allows you to take grandpa's old gun and turn it into something new or you know take a kid hunting with a 410 but that green leaf mm-hmm. yeah
0: i mean you're you got you know with your standard like the 20 gauge our 20 gauge 3 inch ounce of 5 eighths load number nines that's our that was like our number one seller right yeah. and then our 3 inch 12 gauge uh number nine that was our that was our second seller and our second highest seller. And it's like, okay, these are these are extremely popular loads. And then we come up with the 910 blend that's just like, you know, we didn't really anticipate it being as popular as it was. We, we anticipated it being popular, just not the demand yep. to be there, right? Yeah. I mean, you got, with a 910 blend on a 12-gauge, you're getting 1,100 pellets in Jeez. a 12-gauge a load.
2: <laughs> that sounds crazy when you hear
0: that. Yeah, and then it's like 774. In a 20-gauge. In a 20-gauge. Yeah. So it's just like, you know, you're just getting maximum density with your pattern, and yeah. it's just unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. Guys um, were
1: loving it. I mean, and yeah. every I mean, every one of our shells, there's a demand for every one of them, no doubt. You know, we got our Ninja line, great. Our Small Town line, fantastic. But it's for, you know, people like new and shiny. That's just, just mm. you know, it's human nature. I got to try this out. And they've done it with our stuff. We've come out with different stuff. We have our small batch line, which gives anybody the opportunity to kind of call in the off season. Which you'll see, my hat says "small batch" on it. And you say, "Hey, man, I want you know something gnarly. I want to do a seven and a half and a ten, hmm. which is something yeah. we don't offer, you know, to our general store. But we say, okay, we'll we'll R and D it, we'll build it. And so, you know, we kind of took that. I guess that that aspect of how we were doing that just said you know let's start creating something for the people you know we have our our line our line is fantastic and they're staple products and they're always gonna gonna be great they're always gonna perform great they're always gonna sell but you know let's have fun with this you know a lot of it's just having fun with it you know jared if he if he wakes up on a certain side of the bed he's gonna come into the shop and he's gonna shoot a thousand times that day trying to create something better Mm -hmm. you know he's always trying to create something better him and cameron our, our shop director and and so, you know, he did this 910 blend. And I remember, he, you know, he came into my office, is what we'll call it right now from where we're working. He was like, check this out. I'm fixing to change the shot shield world. <laughs> and I was like, all right, man, you know, I didn't think much about it. So that's a great pattern because I see amazing patterns every day. Well, you know, they start working on this, you know, the box and all that. And then we drop it online and people start seeing the patterns and it just sells out like that. And so we try to do another run of it, thinking, okay, this will feed the need and it sells out like that. And finally I was like, all right guys, uh we we can't be telling these customers we got this and we don't we're not gonna have it next year. I was like, we're gonna have to plan to build a lot of this next year. So yeah. mm-hmm. with that being said, that's the plan is to build a lot of that next year for um, for our customers and retailers alike.
2: So. Yep. For listeners that are hearing hearing Boomer say nines and tens, I mean, we, we kinda said TSS quickly, but mm-hmm. the tungsten super shot and your guys is is T S S like eighteen on the density 18. scale, 18.1. Yeah,
1: it's the real deal. It is. It's, it's and that was like you know back to that story with Jared. You know I didn't understand all I knew was really small pellets that weighed a lot more. Yeah. And and I and I actually I'm mad at myself because I thought about this on the way up on the drive. We have a you know a, just little samples where we have like a you know steel, lead, TSS, mm-hmm. and a little and they're you know they're all filled up to the same capacity. You pick up the steel, you're like okay, boom, kind of heavy. Pick up the lead, you're a little heavier. And then go to pick this tss up and it's little <laughs> bitty pellets and it's like and it's just it's it's heavy and that's yeah really touching it shows you and i mean you know in, in lemon's terms just the easiest way to put it is you know you're just basically taking the weight of that putting it into something really small like this so you're able to get a way better pattern and yeah. it's also the hardest metal so i mean you're getting passed through you're not getting mm-hmm. you know just you know you're not getting flattened out shells when they hit or bounce off. It you're getting clean pass throughs on what yep. you're killing. And, you know, a lot of people, you know, will go into the whole, oh, you're trying to shoot for it. no, we're not. And I mean, it's it's legitimate. This is not just a statement, it's a cleaner kill. Yes. You know, that whole, you know, can't stop the flop and all that, that's all well and good. But I mean, I shot I shot two turkeys this year, watched four die and I saw one flop, and it was only because it's my wife and she shot it really low and it flopped for like a second and then it was done. Other than that, it's just
0: yeah. Well, I mean, it's it, there's there's so many different rabbit holes we can get through get go down when it comes to like, you know, a, a lot of the stigma and the, the reputation that a lot of guys seem to put on TSS is that oh, you guys are just promoting distance. No. Ooh. We don't. That's we are promoting ethical and humane kills. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not yeah. going to go you you big game hunt, mm-hmm. right? You're yeah. not you're not going to go shoot an elk with a 300 grain arrow. You know. No. no. So it's just like it, it, that's the kind of like the same thought process is we want the hardest hitting, most humane, most pellets on target that you can possibly get. Yeah.
2: And and we won't go on the waterfowl yet, but that kind of goes to the waterfowl side. I'd like to, to shoot nice shells because I don't want to shoot twice or shoot water mm-hmm. swats for cripples. I'd like to pull yeah. the trigger and that's it. Well, and that's there. The, that's the
1: funnest part about it is watching them stone.
2: Yep. I you shot. don't want to see them flare. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> shot two good Rios this year, and one shot at Greenleaf each, and they were it. It didn't move. Yep. Exactly where they were at when I pulled that trigger.
0: That's the number one like response we get on like social media because I, I mean, I, I help run the social media, so I see the comments people are not mm-hmm. like, "Oh, it didn't even flop." You know, that's yep. the that's the number one response we get mm-hmm. is you know. Turkey's not flopping around, you know, and you're not losing feathers, not getting all wet and dewy, looking ugly, yeah. you know. Yeah, makes those
1: after after shot pictures <laughs> yeah. a lot better. Yeah, it <laughs> does. get it so, out there where it's pretty.
0: Yeah, so yeah. that's the that's the number one comment we get is uh, turkey did not flop.
2: It's a we go down to NWTF and it's a blast. You guys are there, and Rogers has our own little booth set up, um, and it's like. It's so nice to. It's kind of like if a fishing lure was hot in our store, or so other things where it's like guys are drawn to this mm-hmm. ammo cage and they're looking for ninja, or they're looking for the the apex TSS for turkey, and they're buying it like it's candy.
1: Yes, and uh, it's it's a blast. Yeah, the NWTF is kind of like our our Super Bowl during yeah. the year as far as like the the stuff we participate in and go. You know, that's right there before the season starts. People are excited about it, and you know. uh I went in 2019, no, yep, I went in 2019, I believe, with Jared, and, uh, yeah, and that was before I worked with the company, and he was like, they had just done it the year before for the first time, and they sold out in, like, no time. That was when TSS, no, nobody really had TSS, and they sold out of shells in no time, and he was like, man, wait till you see our booth, he was like, <clears throat> he said, there'll be a line as far as you can see, and I was like, okay, you know, I'll, I'll see, and he was not exaggerating, um, the line to to come in and, and get our product you know early mm-hmm. because the demand is so high cuz it does i mean i mean turkey's a snatch and grab man cuz i mean you only got so much so much time to kill a turkey you got to get your stuff you know you got some states only have you know you know we got 47 days here or you've only got 2 weeks here and, mm-hmm. and you know so people are trying to get their stuff as early as possible because if you don't get it and that opportunity you might not get it and um and it's been uh, It's been very – it makes me very happy being part of this company to see people, you know, they'll look past other brands to come to ours, you know, or miss that opportunity to get that one just to wait to see us here or go to this store. I'll wait and go to this store if y'all say it's getting delivered there just to make sure they get Apex. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, you see it firsthand. Is like you get guys – like what you just said at the NWTF show. I know you have – you got multiple brands, and they're selling, you know, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, guys are coming looking specifically for –
2: and you got, yeah. you got some unique stuff for like the ninja, you know. Last mm-hmm. year was 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 good, and that's just that's just nine and a half shot, Eight-and-a-half, Eight Eight okay.
1: Yeah, that's that's a line we did uh, partnered up with Woodhaven yeah. uh, game calls on that, and it's been a, a, a great product for us. And 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 that's the thing I, I find kind of, you know, that was what was so different to me about this the Greenleaf blend is because even myself, you know, the first TSS I shot and killed a turkey with was actually our small-town blend in a three inch twelve gauge. So I was like, I'm a small town blend fan, and that's all I wanna shoot. I haven't shot any of these other shells yet, but that's what I'm gonna shoot. It's like mm-hmm. that first one you kill with, you're just a believer in it, and that's the only one you want. But it was like this: the 910 blend made people come out of that comfort zone and just try something different because the pattern looks so good, and now they're hooked on that. Yeah. But it's like anyone, if you start out with TSS and, and an eight and a half with Ninja, by God, you're gonna be a Ninja shooter from here to the day you die. And you're gonna tell everyone, Ninja's what you need to be shooting. If you start out with 9s, you're going to be shooting 9s. If you're doing seven and a halves, or if you're doing 12 or a 20 or a 10 or a 28, you know, you kind of live by it. But um, I'll say this personal experience, and Kyle will jump in on this too because he was just talking about it, I love the way the 28-gauge shoots. Yeah. That yeah. stuff. Um, I think that's – I mean, 20 and 28 are, are great. I mean, that's – I would say 28 to me as far as the sub-gauge situation is that perfect happy medium between, you know, 410. It's a head game to me. Like, there's – a ton of people who live and die by the four ten, but me I'm just like, I don't know. <laughs> I just I really want a little bit more, it feels like to me. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, twenty gauge is still, you know, that old standard. That twenty eight just falls right there in the middle yep. to me of all of that. And um I shoot, uh, I shoot
0: mine from September until end of turkey season. Like yep. honkers, specs, snows. 28-gauge. Yep, 28-gauge. Yep. Yeah, meter. I have
1: uh, – we have another one of our ambassadors. Uh, his name's Clark King, and all he shoots is our Z-series 28-gauge. Mm-hmm. Um, it's eight-shot, 28-gauge, and he'll come in every, you know, two or three weeks and say, all right, this is all I'm buying for the year. This is all I'm buying for the year. And then he shows up two or three weeks later, hey, man, I need, I need some more. And I went on a spec hunt with him last year in Arkansas. And, I mean, even me being the director of sales was like, "We're going. you're going to – Goose hunt with 28 gauge, and he was like, "Yeah, yeah," and no hesitation, and, dude, like none. Mm-hmm. And we're sitting, we're sitting in the blind, and we're yeah. at a dry field, and I've got my 12 gauge, my Benelli 12 gauge, and you know, we're shooting. I'm shooting the Mossy blends, and everyone's like impressed, like, "Man, those those Mossy blends are good." I'm like, "Heck yeah!" You know, it's it's three steel, eight TSS, and then here comes Clark, who's a killer, by the way. I mean, dude can shoot because he shoots all year long, and he's got a 28 gauge, and he's just marking them left yeah. and right. I'm talking like. You know, I'm not going to go out here and say he was at 80 yards, but, I mean, very, very far shots that you're not used to seeing with a 12-gauge, much less a 28-gauge, and he is leading and stoning them. Yep. And he's cleaning up for us. You know, if, if we had any that, you know, weren't quite there, he was the one with the 28-gauge finishing them off.
2: Really? It's cool. So, I mean, I, I – I really enjoy like this this sub gauge push, you know. I mean, I'm seeing a lot more 20s in the waterfowl scene mm-hmm. and 28s, um, you know. And you were talking to to Vince yesterday. He's he runs the great guns in our parking yeah. lot. Yeah. yeah, And I've been hunting with him before, and he's he's pointing a 410 up there and shooting yeah. shooting ducks at 40, 50
1: yards above the above the pit. You know. Yep. I've been getting calls for people to uh, take our ninja. 410, which is you know made for turkey and and buying them as waterfowl. Yep.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, um, all and this is all over the country. You know, I mean, and, th- and these are people that are getting ready. Like, this is two weeks ago. I had a guy call. And he's like, hey, I'm just an individual. Hey, I want 100 cases of 410. Okay. Well, you know, yeah, well, uh, and I was like, I was like, you got a store? He's like, no, I I do an a uh, waterfowl outfit, and um, I believe he was, I can't remember where he was located. at somewhere on the east coast, and he was like, my guys love shooting 410. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yep. You, you, by all go means. Out,
0: you go out west and duck hunt and go to hike in or uh, let alone turkey hunt up in those mountains or yeah. anywhere, man. You start carrying a twenty eight versus a twelve. Yeah, yeah. There's gonna be a lot of people that pick that twenty eight up. Yep. I yep. promise you. Oh yeah, they have those
2: those big game well, hunters that understand, you know, <laughs> gun weight and yeah. stuff going all carbon stuff when yeah. they're when they're elk hunting and stuff. Yeah. And,
1: yeah, there's even those those Charles Dailies that can fold in half those little 14s yeah. you can put them in the back of your yeah. in the back of your turkey vest. <laughs>
0: yeah. that's next level but i mean it swings like the swing oh, of yeah. a 28 the uh the lightweight and then the recoil too i mean your follow up especially on ducks you know that second third shot you mm-hmm. follow up a little bit quicker yeah. and you're more you're you're on your target versus trying to figure out you're all discombobulated cuz you just got kicked to death yeah. you know it's like
1: you know. and, that, and that's even back to back to turkey I know we kind of wish wash them back and forth but my father-in-law he's 71 year old man one of the he's in my county where he's from he's like the elder of the community of hunting like he was killing big deer for anybody he was killing turkeys when there wasn't a big population like he's a very respected hunter in our area and people look to him for guidance and advice and Jer- I started bringing Jared down to his farm to hunt and they became good friends and Jared convinced him to use, get a 28 gauge for turkey season this year and uh and he was just like, ah, you know, 28. <laughs> you know, he's been shooting a 12-gauge for forever. And he's like, do it, you know, do it. And he's like, okay. And he's got an arsenal, and he already had a 28-gauge. He just got tape and wrapped it up. It was a over-under that he used mm, for yeah. uh, trap shooting. And he just wrapped it in tape and turned it into his uh, turkey gun for that year. And he got him, you know, a couple good extended chokes on it and patterned it, liked it. And he went hunting the first time with it. And I get a picture sent to him. And like I said, he's seventy one years old the picture was horrible quality but and there's a dead turkey and he calls me he's like he said i was he's and he's a very godly man he does not cuss or anything like that and um he said i almost cussed jared and you while i was out in the woods he kind of talks like this right here old southern (laughs) jim and i said i said why his name's dudley i said why mr dudley he said well i had three gobblers come up you know two hens so and so and he said four i looked there at 45 yards and y'all had told me that I was good at 45 yards with this 28-gauge. And he said, so I shot, and it was standing behind a log, and I just see birds fly up. And he said, I just, he said, I was so mad. He said, I so I was going to step it off and see if maybe it was too far of a shot. And he said, so I got up and walked walked over there and looked on the other side of the log, and he said, I just saw the birds sitting there doing this. And he said, I'm not used to them not flopping. he said, that's with the 28-gauge. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> yeah. And, he was, and now that's, that's, he shot this year, He tried to get and Kyle, you might know what it's called. It's some kind of form of grand slam where you use every gauge.
0: Uh, Oh, I I think that's just a.
1: They they call it a something. He had the terminology for it, but he had killed one in different states, and uh, he'd killed one with his twelve. No, I'm sorry. He had killed. Yeah, he'd killed one with his four, ten, his twenty-eight, his sixteen, and his twelve. And all he needed was the twenty of all guns. That's the only one he needed. And we went to Tennessee together and uh he was he killed he he, had, he needed the 12 and the 20. he killed all sub gauge he had and he needed the 12 and the 20. first day he killed one with the 12 and then we went two more days trying to get him one with the 20 and we could not get it done so he missed by one mm. and he tried mm. to tag along with jared on a hunt to get it this first time ever he was like jared you think i'd come with you i think he was on the trip y'all went on to uh where were y'all at washington yeah he was like think i can come to washington jared's was like oh uh, well <laughs> we got a lot going on but he missed it by one so he's gonna try it again next year
2: yeah that's cool so, so jumping into the waterfowl, I mean that's what's coming up, and that's what we're all getting excited yes. for. We got waterfowl weekend coming up in, in a little while, and I mean that's we'll start in July when our truckload flyer drops. That's when we start selling ammo. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody's getting ready for the season, so it's almost here. Yeah, You'll be here before you know it,
1: it. It is, and 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 I can always gauge when it's coming because that's when my phone starts blowing up from. Customers and dealers wanting to go ahead and get a jump and a head start yeah. and uh, start getting that stuff in here because uh, you know obviously you want before not not during but uh but yeah um, we're excited about that you know we've got you know last year we for instance I mentioned it earlier you know with our blends you know which is a you know you got a steel and a TSS blend you know in in a shot shell and so one of them was the mossy oak blend um, that we did in partnership with mossy oak and it comes in a habitat camouflage box and you've got three steel and tss you got a number eight shot Mm -hmm. and so threes and eights mm -hmm. yep and a 12 gauge and uh and i shot that last year um i actually went on a hunt with drake waterfowl and um we i had all the guys shooting that stuff and man it was amazing this
0: stuff's wicked (laughs) I like it it, like i've shot a lot of shot shells before and i started shooting that i was like all right, this is this is legit. Yeah, there's like, a lot of hunters out there who yeah. their
2: favorite shot size is a steel three. Yep. Yes. And, yes. and you guys' steel threes, we can get into that, or zinc coated. And then on top of that, steel threes, you're, that, you're, you're talking about
1: TSS-8s. Yep. You throw in TSS-8s, and it's and that's why I tell people, they're like, what do you shoot with it? I was like, what do you want to shoot with it? Because yeah. <laughs> it's perfect. It's, it's, it really is that. I like threes because the substitution method, right? You know, someone, you come in and you want to shoot twos. Well, I don't, but I got threes. Well, a threes can three can, can perform like a two. Or I want fours. Well, three has a good enough pattern. It can perform like a four, two. You, I like that three. You know, it's a good, happy medium. And then you put that in there with our TSS. Yep. That eight to me is like that two in the TSS realm. You mm-hmm. know, you got the real heavy stuff at seven and a halves, and you got the nines and the tens. That eight falls right there in the middle. So it just, it works out good. Like you're in the timber, shoot the Mossy Oak blend. You're in a field, shoot the Mossy Oak blend. You're shooting... Shoot specs, shoot the mossy oak blend, yeah, honkers, I mean, whatever.
2: And that's what I've noticed lately. Years ago, I would have a, I would have you know, some loads for geese and then I'd have my ducks. And now that doesn't happen, I just buy one. Yep, that's right. I just buy one for the year and that's what I'm shooting. And I got the the speed down, so I know where I'm shooting, you know, as far as swinging on birds and stuff.
0: Yeah, you know, well, you're getting, you know, typically if you buy a three inch number three. You're not getting 230 pellets in a single mm. shell now you are mm-hmm. and you're getting number eight tss so it's you know we did we've done a ton of ballistics gel tests you know we got our little molds of ducks out there yeah. at 40 yards with number eight tss like you're getting pastures like the steel obviously is not because it's not as heavy but the the tss man you're getting pastures on on ducks like mallard sized ducks yeah. out there so that's uh mm-hmm. You know it's uh, when it comes to the efficiency and you know going back to that ethical mm-hmm. standpoint like you're you're doing some work on yeah. some ducks
1: i mean i get people that even with our straight steel you know they'll call me and be like man i was in the duck hole and i you know i reached out there and i stoned one at you know so and so many yards and they're like what are you shooting and they're like I'm, I'm shooting you know apex number fours and they're like how is the four doing that and when i tell people the science on it is it is it's zinc coated that kind of sets us apart like each shell each uh pellet is is perfect mm-hmm. um and and it's a little bit a little bit heavier and yet you're still getting that same pattern so i mean i tell people our fours hit like threes and our threes hit like twos and our twos hit like bbs like it's it, and it is but you're still getting that that same pellet, count. pellet count yeah and so um it's just Like I said, that's why we're a little bit different. You know, we we pay attention to those small details. I mean, like I said, Jared, and I'll say this, being honest, is a psychopath when it comes to R&D. He is going to – he will sit up there. I call him the mad scientist, man. He'll sit up there to make it perfect. He wants it perfect in all aspects and pattern. He wants the look, you know, the brand, the, you know, the recall, everything he wants perfect with this shell, And, you know, we're we're sending an offer R&D with our guys and our pro staff in the field and getting feedback before we'll even consider putting it out to the public. And me as a sales director, you know, I got people calling for something like, man, let's go ahead and do this. It ain't ready. And there's no arguing with Jared. I'm like, okay, it's not ready. (laughs) And uh, but when it is ready, it's absolutely ready. It is field tested, proven a million times over. And so, yeah, I mean, like, even with our straight steel, it's it's different. You know, people will say, what makes you different than, and I'm not going to say names because we're, we're all in the same industry together, but what makes you better than X company? And I'll explain that, you know, zinc coated this or, you know, spec that or, you know, what we did here and how many, you know, how many grains off this. Like, there's a lot of little things that, he, that I had no clue about until I really got into the industry that you can make a small change that makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. With, with, you know, the lethality of something and the performance and, you know, cold weather versus hot weather and how it ejects. I mean, there's a ton of stuff that goes into this. It's not just, hey, I'm going to go buy some holes, I'm going to go buy some shot, load it, throw some powder in it and shoot it. It, it is very monotonous over and over testing and work. And, and you know, luckily, like I said, Jared's a psychopath and a, and a mad scientist, and he loves doing it.
2: Yeah. That's awesome. So that's the S3 waterfowl steel yes
1: yep. yep we have that you get your twos twos threes and fours in our straight steel uh we got that in 12 and 20. and then you've got our blends and um we we have uh you know fours nines twos nines two seven and a halves you get your threes and eights which is the mossy oak blend mm-hmm. um, we've got uh two or sorry four seven and a half and a 20 gauge and uh we're working on some other stuff Um like I said, it has to be perfect. So I'm not even going to say what it is. But working yeah. on some other stuff in smaller shot sizes too, with uh, with some gauge stuff. That's going to be coming out very soon. That I think Steve of uh, Rogers will will like that a lot too. Yeah, what we're thinking about doing.
2: So. Oh yeah. So I mean, and you are you shooting do the the blend stuff for waterfowl? Yeah, you right. went all over. Well, last year. If,
0: if I shoot um, if I shoot my 12 gauge, I'll shoot the blends, mm-hmm. and then my 28. We only offer it in the straight DSS. But yeah. that's uh, – you know, it can be you know. It's a box of ten, so it's a yeah. it's a little bit different. Yeah, you got a, a,
1: full, a full case is a hundred. Yeah, you're, you're yeah. a lot more you're you're a lot more selective with your shooting. So oh,
0: yeah, but you know, and, and then you know, when it comes to when we're traveling to hunt, you know, it, it a lot of times it is easier to travel with a twelve gauge uh, because yeah. then I can just hand it like if I'm if we're filming, taking photos, whatever, mm-hmm. I can just hand it to somebody and you know I don't have to worry about them not having shells, you yeah. know, or something like that. So it's just a lot of times it's. the – uh, the 12 gauge, but you know, we shot, I shot a lot of the mossy oak shadow grass bl- uh, blends last year. Yeah. And it, I mean, from coast to coast, north and south, it was pretty wicked.
2: Yeah. And you're shooting, you're shooting honkers and ducks and all that.
0: Honkers, ducks, specks, yeah. cranes. I mean, you name it, man. It's, yeah. it's doing work. So um, just a solid, really, really solid overall shell when it comes to if you're traveling. You yeah. know, you you not work, like I know a lot of guys go and they travel to West Texas where they might shoot cranes one day and mm-hmm. they go shoot a bunch of little lessers the next day and they don't you don't have to worry about that. Yeah, so, you
2: use the so. same shelf for all of it.
0: Exactly.
1: Well, and then, that and it's and like then, anything else. You go travel, you spend money. I mean, it t- costs money to go on on to to do what we love. You know, you mm-hmm. know you, to go hunt somewhere. You know, if you live in a place that you're not fortunate enough to have good land or private land or public land for that matter, where I'm from in Mississippi, we don't have many ducks. So when I go somewhere, I'm having to pay for it. You know whether it be Stuttgart or wherever, and so when I go, you know I want to definitely get the most bang for my buck. You mm-hmm. know what I mean. So I mean if I'm spending you know for a thousand dollars for for a weekend uh, in the Stuttgart, you know I'm not going to think twice on what ammunition I bring because I want to make sure that it's it was worth the squeeze. Yeah. You know. So uh, that's that's you know you take you put a blend in there that that does change completely how mm-hmm. how you perform. Yeah, it's a performance enhancer. It's so, steroids.
0: <laughs> I, I'm sure you see a lot of this, Chandler. Is like, there's you got your guys that you know. You touched on it earlier. Like when you shoot your duck one time, you want to make sure it's dead. Yeah, Right. I'm sure you you know a lot of people. I know a lot of people that are like, man, I want to buy eight, nine, ten cases of steel because they just shoot a lot, right? Mm-hmm. How many times do you think they're shooting at ducks on the water getting away?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's so it's
0: like you know it's it's kind of a unique thought process to get there it's like okay like yeah you might have to you might have to pony up just a little bit more Mm -hmm. on the blend side of things but in the long run you're shooting less yeah because you're not shooting at ducks two three four times potentially on the water you know that's that's been the biggest thing for me and my buddies you know they hunt a lot of big water stuff like a dog you talk about a a duck getting in the current or in the Mm -hmm. wind or something like you can't let a dog get. 200 no. yards out from you or that dog's gone, yeah. you know? And so it's a, there's a lot of thought process that goes in there. On yeah.
2: That, so. Yeah. I enjoy it. I like to go pick up the bird or the, you know, have the dog go get the bird and it's not, it's stone cold dead. Yep. 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 Easy retrieve. You did your it. job
0: though too, yeah. right? Like that you don't feel bad. Like there's a, like, we, we love animals, mm-hmm. right? Oh yeah. So it's something that you've, you know, you don't want to see it. Yeah go through that
1: i mean yeah that's why we we do what we do you know that's what's funny is you know we are ironic we're out here building the best duck and turkey killing uh ammunition on the market but in the off season we are doing banquets to raise money to conserve yeah these animals you know so that there's always you know enough for the future generations you know and uh so I think that's you know kind of ironic. You know you got people that you know oh you hunt these innocent animals, but we also save them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know we're trapping. We're 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 raising money and awareness, and we're trying to you know replenish and keep that there you know for us and for the sport that that we love. And you know, so you know there's the one to add that little that little heart tug in there. <laughs> yeah. <you guys. laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you ask
2: somebody random on the street, you know, about all these duck species, and and listen to what they have to say, and then you ask a duck hunter about them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's a fact. That's we a, love them, man. Oh like, man,
0: that's, like you ask any 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 one of your customers, you love like that duck hunts, turkey hunts. They love those animals, yeah. you know. Yeah, we hunt them. That's just that is part of it. But at the same time, when it, you know, we don't want to see them suffer. We don't want to see them
1: hurt. Yeah, you know. you're out there bush hogging, getting ready for the season, and you mm-hmm. you see a nest. You're over there trying to put barricades around it to make sure they hatch. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I mean, it's you know, and in all in all aspects, there. You know, I mean, like I said, it's it's we're trying to conserve what we do. We're not. No one wants to see it end. So uh, you know, it's a happy medium and it's a circle of life. Yeah. So coming up this fall, you guys will be up at Waterfowl Weekend. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, we're gonna be we're gonna definitely be here with bells on and. uh <laughs> i'm excited like i said this is this is the first time i've been y'all's store is so impressive uh and i tell people all the time that you guys are, are so good to work with too um you know as far as you know how you you know conversation y'all are very welcoming you know walk in you, get, you got the apex swag on i noticed yeah and, <laughs> and um yeah man we're gonna be here we want to we want to you know definitely do our part and be here for this event you know i think it'll be a really good time
0: talk talk a little bit about waterfowl weekend i mean what do you got what do you guys got planned? i know each and every year i've been coming to them since 2008 the first first year they had them so it's like you know each and every year it's gotten a little bit bigger a little bit bigger and a little bit bigger now you guys got like concerts and all that stuff
2: it's uh it's become pretty it's a pretty fun festival yeah it's a one day festival for waterfowl and it's it's a chance for everybody to come out and it's a you know full family event um but we got trailers showing up people loading up full of decoys and and steel shot and, and and stuff like that but we have all these vendors out including you guys you know you'd be outside inside kind of thing and we have food trucks which are really fun and like they're just unique and they got some good food and then we have the beer garden and live music and bands and stuff. And this year we'll have a covered area for all the kids event things nice. and stuff like that. So it's just a – that's outside of the store, but inside the store is just jam-packed with with decoy stacked floor to ceiling. Dude, it's and chaos. And yeah. just, <laughs> I'm excited. We just bring in pallets of ammo to sell. Like, you know, it's not a couple ammo cases on the shelf. It's, it's – we roll out pallets and they just – slowly but surely go down, you know, in the morning on that Saturday, and people were just taking cases. That's awesome. I, I was yeah. trying to
0: explain it to Boomer yesterday of, like, you got the line. You know, you're you're standing back in the ammo section. For anybody that's not been through the store, you know, you walk through the door, and on the far back right corner of the store is the ammunition section, oh, yep. and you will have carts. And there won't be, like – one guy per cart like one guy will have like three carts mm-hmm. you know cuz he's got decoys he's got waiters he's got ammunition yeah. right and that's all the way back to that ammunition section and it's like that all day yeah it is insane it is it, it's as much controlled chaos i guess yeah. as you can possibly get in a in a
2: store it's it's a blast that's exciting yeah we got the the ammo in the back corner kind of like that old you know the the bread and the milk kind of walk walk with walk to the back they' walk by everything else, yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, right past the decoys we've done a little bit of rearranging mm-hmm. this year, but um it's looking good back there, and we got plenty ammo. We' were back in the warehouse today. y'all got plenty
1: of ammo, you sure <laughs> you sure y'all got I enough I don't know, <laughs> make sure uh, we'll
2: we'll see yeah, we, well. there's you saw off the warehouse you, you, there's tons of those. The Apex S three pallets back yep. there ready yep. to go. For
1: those watching, that was me completely being sarcastic. They get yep. plenty of ammunition here at yeah. Rogers. Um but yeah, we're we're excited about that show, man. Uh last year I don't know uh, we, we did have we had a presence here last year, but we wanna be here uh full on this year for that. I was you know, I've been like Kyle's been talking it up about how much fun it is and you mentioned in family. You know, very family oriented. I might, I think I might bring my kids to this one. Let, uh, I let Kyle Moscato Jones over there do all the work. I'll run around, and play with the kids. <laughs> there you go. We got the tent,
0: everything, man. We're, <laughs> yeah. We got a booth. Yeah. Come mm-hmm.
1: see us. We'll have a booth set up, our yep. tent. You'll see the Apex tent. Come by if you have any questions about shot size, anything we didn't cover here, you know, uh, anything, you know, and you got questions, you know, Kyle over here, Moscato, he's a, he's a, he's a genius when it comes to this kind of stuff, man. And oh, he's yeah. got a lot. Of, he's got a lot of experience in the field. I'll say that too, Kyle. I mess with him, and I love messing with him by his middle name, Moscato. But uh, it's not really. It's not like Moscato, like the wine. <laughs> he just he's exaggerating a little bit. So, but uh, but no, um, you know. For any kids out there listening, or whatnot, you know he's he is a big deal in the industry, and uh, and people you know people respect what he has to say. So don't take it from me, take it from him. Yeah, and, hunting and, questions, ammo questions, and, and goose call questions.
2: Really, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's if a, I want to figure out call. a note, I'll go ask Kyle. I, I,
1: that's a fact.
2: He's passionate about it. Yeah. The
0: Waterfowl Weekend, we'll be yeah. here. Yeah. We'll be here to hang out.
2: Yeah, it's good stuff. Well, I look forward to it. I'm excited for this waterfowl season. We keep we kind of a couple weeks ago, everything, all the podcasts started to switch over. It's like okay, we're getting now. It's It's that time of year. We're getting ready for duck season. You know, you know, and things move so fast nowadays. It'll be teal season before I know it. Oh yeah, it will. I'll wake up and I'll be sweating waiters. Yeah, Uh, (laughs) yeah.
1: Mosquitoes. (laughs) Mosquitoes. Yeah. It's gonna be fun. Yeah. The things we do to ourselves for that for that gratification. Oh oh, man. (laughs) All the 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 snakes, Kyle. Think about the snakes. That's why I don't teal
0: hunt in the (laughs) south.
2: Yeah.
1: Come up here. Yeah. Come come on.
0: When we went to Texas last teal season, Mm -hmm. and, you know, I literally – I'm on the plane – and I get sent the CEO Jason was there the weekend before, and he was he sends me a video of somebody shooting a cottonmouth. I'm like, dude, I'm I, I've, <laughs> I'm already committed to this deal now. Like, I can't I can't change up. Can't like, oh, to... My flight got delayed. You yeah.
1: know. on that snake story, Kyle, I've got a video on my phone. One of my buddies went hunting in Tennessee on the last weekend, and I, this isn't long and drawn out, but he sent me a video, and he's country like me, and he's videoing. Um, he's like 10 feet away, probably from us to the camera, away from a one of the biggest timber rattlers I've ever seen in my life. He's in the woods, and beside it is a dead squirrel. He had walked up on it, and he had stood up on a rock to call, and he heard, you know, <laughs> and he said, so just slowly looked, and he slowly stepped away, and he watched this rattlesnake regurgitate a whole squirrel and <laughs> then pose up, and I've got the video over to my phone, him sitting right there like this, or Mouth closed, and the caught mouth, but mouth closed, ready to strike. And he's sitting there filming. Him. It was a freaking giant, and there's the dead squirrel right there. He had just regurgitated. Jeez, I'm Kyle, mad. you would have passed out and died.
0: <laughs> that would have been a very expensive dead snake. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> like, oh man. Yeah, mm-hmm. when I went turkey hunting in
2: Texas, that's what they told me. The only things like bring what you normally bring, but snake, snake boots. Yeah, mm-hmm. snake boots or snake gators You have
1: to have those. Yeah, my brother was in Texas last year. And uh they there's a video of them there was two snakes i don't know if they were mating it was rattlesnakes mating or if they were fighting because i've never seen two rattlesnakes together at one time i'm from mississippi and i've seen lots of rattlesnakes but never two together these two were arched up doing whatever they were doing and uh they told me like my brother videoed that and he said they saw dozens of rattlesnakes he said you know when you get out there before dark he said you were walking very carefully and you were watching you were like searching around your whole area before you sat down yeah, yeah. And like and I ugh.
0: one one of my i tell this story probably 10 to 15 times a year and it was right when i first moved down to kentucky to work for higdon mm-hmm. um we were it's i i remember it because it, it was just a it was a fun day but then it just got very very serious right so i moved down there in april and i'm you know brooke rashard mm-hmm. yeah so Brooke Richard and I are down by the Higdon farm. We drop a boat in the road because the backwater was up. Because the water was up high. And he up. was just like, yep. Yeah, man, like let's go to- like go cruise around on the backwater. So I was like, All right, sweet. I've never I've never have launched a boat in the middle of a road, never been in yeah. like flooded timber that deep. And we're like putting her out on the boat and he's driving. Yeah, and I'm sitting, well, yeah, I'm sitting there. I'm like, I look back and I'm like, hey man, you got like Snakes here he goes oh yeah <laughs> and uh it's like cotton and it like are they cotton mouths like are they are they poisonous and he goes well they're not poisonous they're venomous so then I was like ah, uh, so you guys got them. oh he's thanks like, that's, that's better yeah. he's like he's just like just making sure we're he goes, yeah, we' yeah we've got cotton mouse here and I was, so I'm like gradually like I'm on the edge of the boat I like just start scooching towards the middle and then like we're we're cruising around and uh you know I'm looking like all, at all like the log jams that are on this this water and i hear him whistle and i'm like i look back at him he's like don't look at the logs on the water he goes look at up in the trees i'm like dude you need to give me back to the boat, back to the truck man because this is i was like i'm not going to be cruising down through these these limbs and have a snake drop down on us oh, i'm yeah. like ugh dude i got goosebumps now thinking about it that was yeah. that
2: was a yeah how high is the water how was it up it what, was, did the flood the house, or was it not? It was up not the
0: up to, I can't remember, I think it's, like, when it gets to, like, 15 or 16 feet, mm-hmm. I can't really remember the exact, like, f- measurements, but it was, like, when it gets to, like, 15 or 16 feet, it's, like, three-quarters of the way up the poles, the poles yeah. of that, of the the duck house, um, and it was, like, just, like, we could have pulled the boat up right to the, front door yeah right yeah. to the front door because he was like trying to he's trying, showing me around he's giving me a tour and all that stuff of, of the ballard county and um i remember we dropped the boat rode down the road and rolled up to the house and it was right there like five foot from the bottom of the of the 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 house there so yeah pretty cool a, place
2: mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. you got some
1: duck hunting planes this year i'll be with Cal. Moscato <laughs> Jones. I guess you do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I've got a uh I have a buddy. My my brother uh played football at Arkansas State. Um we're from Mississippi, born and raised. So mm-hmm. where Apex is located. I mean, literally the house I was raised in is three miles from our headquarters and operation. I what, man, like we have ducks. Um, you know, we have the Tom Bigby River that runs through there and there are you know, you have a lot of wood ducks. Um, you know, if you're fortunate enough to have a slough or a swamp of some sort, you know, you were able to, you know, capitalize on that. But for the most part, it's just, it's not a big flyway. Um, so I was raised, you know, deer and turkey hunting, squirrel hunting, that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. And to be honest with you, um, I mean, you know, I'd go on a duck hunt here and there. I got friends that went to Delta State in Mississippi, um, you know, go hunting in Cleveland, Mississippi. And then Mississippi Delta's got some fine hunting. Uh, but I never went on, like, one of those hunts, you know, the one that, that turns you into a duck hunter. Yeah. And then – um Jared, or my brother, um, like I said, he lives in Jonesboro, Arkansas. He'd been calling me. He joined a club, and he doesn't even hunt, but he just does it because he wants to go mm-hmm. hang out, eat breakfast, drink beer, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, he'd been calling me for like two years, like, man, you need to come up to our duck camp. You know, you'd have a, you'd have a blast. But every time he'd call me, it was in the middle of a rut.
2: You know, Mississippi yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. and I'm a big time deer hunter and I'm like man I'm chasing I've got this one buck on camera like he's giving me fits and you know I'm beard out to here and ain't slept in two weeks type thing <laughs> you know how it gets and yeah. uh and I'm in the truck with Jared actually Jared Lewis our owner and my brother Cody calls me he's like man when are you gonna come up here and you know and come duck hunt the camp we're going on this weekend and, and I was like I don't know and Jared had said hold on hold on did he just say something about duck hunting and I was like, Yeah, it's Cody. He's like, Where? And I was like, It's Brinkley, Arkansas. And he's like, We're going. We're going. We're going this weekend. We're going this weekend. I was <laughs> like, uh, I was like, All right, you know, why not? Was there a good flight or was it good weather? It was like you couldn't have painted you you couldn't have scripted a better hunt to ruin and that's what Jared said. Jared said, if this is the hunt I think it's gonna be, he's like, I'm gonna ruin your life. I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, I've heard that. You know, I've had a lot of hunts where you get out there and you just freeze and, you know, we end up killing a shoveler. You know, like it's just, you know. Man, the friend of my brother's, his, his, uh, his name is Heath, he's very – him and Kyle have like these – they both talk like this. And <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, anyways, Heath is a great guy. And um, he has a, an outfit called Knight's Creek. And um, it's thousands and thousands of acres of rice fields and flooded timber. And you're, you know, you're, I don't know, 30 minutes outside of Stuttgart. And uh, so we go and, you know, we get down there, and and he, and Heath is so, like, the guy that owns the place, he he wants you to have a good time so bad. Like, and like, he, he takes it personal if ducks ain't flying. Like, oh my gosh, like, they're just, they're just not flying. I'm so sorry. I apologize. Like, you can't help it; it's a wild animal. It's going to do what it's going to do. Mm-hmm. But we get there and we get in the timber, and you know we got there early. He, him and his uh, brother-in-law, they set up the dekes and everything, and we get set up. And you know it starts getting, you know, a little bit where you can see. And I just, I mean, literally, you start hear, and you start hearing it, and I was like, this is different than Mississippi, you know. <laughs> yep. And uh, this is my first Arkansas duck hunt. And uh, dude, about that time, you looked up in the sky, and I'm not kidding; it was like. It was like that that T-shirt that they have from Stuttgart that that famous p- picture that the sky's going black and it's all freaking mallards. Yeah, and I'm look I look up and my brother's right here and he's not a big hunter. Like I've, he's a part of a duck camp and at that point I promise you I had duck hunted fifty seven times more than him. But he was a paying member of this duck camp just to hang out. And I looked up and I was like, "Cody, is this normal?" And he was like, "No." And Heath, I, I look over at the owner, Heath, and you can tell he's really excited. He goes, all right, guys, y- y'all please listen to me. We're, don't shoot till I you shoot. And the way this hole was set up in the timber is like you had your opening, right? And then there was like a, I guess you could just call it a canal that went around. It was kind of tight. It was me, Jared, um, Heath, the owner, and his brother-in-law, and another friend of mine, uh, Keith Pittman. And when I say they started, like, they were flying down here, they were cupping in here, and then coming, like, flying around the corner, like, this giant oak tree and just posterizing right there in front of Oh, geez. Us. And, dude, it was like, I'm talking, I get chills thinking about it. Like, it was just the perfect duck hunt. And, it like, you know, I hear a lot of people say, we limited out in 20 minutes. It wasn't like that. And I don't want to limit out in 20 minutes. I, I kind of want to enjoy myself a little bit, you know. It was like, it was it was making love. You know what I mean? It was just right there, dude. It was they just came around the corner, they posted up, boom. You'd get a little time, the dog would work, and then here comes a group of four. And then a little bit later, here comes a group of six. Then here comes a single. And it was just it was constant. It was all morning. We killed our limit. And dude, I was just like, When are we going again? Like, where can we go? <laughs> but then I figured out Heath, which I'll call him out on this, he gonna put you on a good hunt that first day, that second hunt. If you if you if you swack on that first hunt, that second hunt. He, he go he gonna gar hole you, Heath. Don't be doing that to me, dog. But uh, <laughs> he, he he'll he'll put you in the in the family blind after that, and you'll you'll kill a couple. But I have been chasing that type of hunt ever since, and I've had some great hunts. I'm spoiled now, is what it is, because something like that, like and that's what Heath. He owns the place, right? He's been hunting. He's like, man. He said that's the top four hunts I've ever been on in my life. Mm-hmm. He's like, and your first Arkansas hunt was that, and then fast forward to this last uh, waterfowl season, um, our uh, shipping director, Andrew Wall, he's like my right hand at work and I couldn't survive without him. And I've been telling him, man, I really want to take you on a good hunt. He stays busy and great guy. He don't have access to all these places. And, and so I called Heath and I was like, hey man, can can I bring Andrew on a hunt? And he's like, sure. So we go up there, we get there and Heath's like, dude, there's just not ducks. And I'm like, really? Like, you know, we just drove four and a half hours. And he goes, no, we'll, we're gonna do a spec hunt in the morning. And uh, we went on a spec hunt and had a good time. Well, the next day, or that day after the spec hunt, you know, I was geared up to stay that night and hunt that morning, the next morning. But I had a lot of work to do. And I was like, look, man, if, if there's not going to be this, I'm going to leave Andrew here, let, let Andrew show him a good time. I really do need to get back. Like, we're in the of waterfowl season, and I've got a lot of work piled up. I've got, you know, shells to deliver. And he's like, yeah, that's fine. I get about an hour from home. It's a four-hour drive. I get three hours away from them, and I get a call from Andrew. He goes, hey, you need to come back. And I was like, "Why?" He goes, "We just drove around the property, and we found them in the timber. They should, they should be, they should be coming back in the morning light." And I was like, Ah, eh, well, man." I was like, thought about it. I was like, "Nah." I mean, they're probably going to get up, skirt out of there. They'll, they'll hit the, they'll hit the, the, main channel. I didn't think anything about it. And then I get a picture the next morning, at eight o'clock, and they, there's a bunch of people down there. They killed an eight man and just mallards. And it was like Andrew is a little guy, and he's holding the stringer, and he's like getting weighted down by it. And I'm yeah. like, I hate my life. <laughs> like, <laughs> why did this happen to me? So it got my, it got me going again. So now I'm gonna be chasing that, you know, chasing that high again this year, hoping I can find it again. But that's what it is, man. It's a dadgum addiction, and it's uh, you just chase it, and I love it. And like I said, I, I grew up. Turkey, deer were my passion and now duck is right there with it. You know, waterfowl's right there with it. I love it and it's so much fun. It's all the interaction and the camaraderie of it's fun too. Like, you know, being in a duck hole. It you know, I've had more fun more fun on some of my hunts just laughing on the hunts where we didn't kill hardly anything mm-hmm. because we were just making fun of each other. You know, yeah. like like uh, you know, you fell in the water or, or yeah. you
0: know, I think when it comes to duck hunting though, like everybody like what you explained, you know, you don't want that hunt to be over. 20, mm-hmm. I think Ooh. I think if you asked every single duck hunter out there, they want you know, oh, like they'd want a long drawn out hunt. Of, yes, yes. You know, set, pingle, or, oh my God, pairs, singles, everything. Mm-hmm. You know, just constant. Yeah. Versus all at once. You know, like, that's cool and all, but it's like, man, you know, now you're now what? Yeah. <laughs> Total. Yeah, that's what
1: I'm thoughts. saying. You get out there, you 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 plan, You've traveled. You've woke up. You ate breakfast. You had all this plan, And all of a sudden, thirty minutes later, it's like, "All well, right, guess we're done. Uh, let's go on back." Like, I want to. I want you know, two three hours of just you know, every now and again, here comes they're coming in droves. Like that's fun for me. Yeah, yeah. I went hunting with Jared and uh, Freddie King, and he has an awesome blind, and it was like that. Uh, his blind. He's cooking breakfast for us in the blind, and you know, it was just we hunted from daylight till uh, whenever I, it was probably noon or somewhere around in there and just watching them just constant just constant just, yeah. just come in I mean it was so much fun
2: I'd rather do that oh yeah
1: 100% well
2: guys I appreciate you coming on to the podcast man yeah I appreciate y'all having us yeah I yeah. appreciate
0: you guys having us on
1: We, uh, I'm glad y'all let, let us come in here and toot our horns a little bit tell our stories I know y'all hear a lot of them and uh, I appreciate the opportunity for y'all to let us come in and tell ours
2: yeah, yeah, it's a cool story. It's it's a new story, you know, newer on yeah. the side of things. But it's definitely made an impact, made some waves, and you know, on the turkey and the duck side. I mean, it's you got some cool products, and and we're happy to be a part of that. And I'm excited to see what you know, what in five years, what we're talking about then.
1: I, I'm I'm hoping we walk in your whole warehouse full of yes. <laughs> that's a that's a big warehouse. That's a big <laughs> warehouse. If we do that, I'm going to be driving a Lamborghini. Yeah. <laughs> All
2: right. Well. Appreciate Kyle, you, man. Kyle, appreciate you coming by and yep. and uh we'll be in touch all fall and and uh yeah. Look forward to coming
0: out to the waterfowl weekend again and, yep. and, and hanging out and helping y'all out how we
2: can and, yeah, it's and, and be being part, here. It's a fun time for all the guys, even even you guys in the industry because everybody's everybody's friends with everybody. So.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm looking to have a good time, yeah, man. Absolutely, man. Yeah. And
0: and that's like, you know, we we all you know the hunting industry is a cool spot because you know we all we all, like you said we're all friends we all get along for the most part like most
1: of us right? I and hate you, Kyle. I just, <laughs> just want to go on record. They, I, I like, literally can't stand you. They, I'm glad this finally got out. I feel like the weight's off my shoulders now.
0: It's one of the times that we can get together. Oh yeah. You know, and it just happens to be in Kansas City, Missouri or Liberty, Missouri, and we can all hang out, drink beer, have a good time, eat some good food. Yep. Sell some stuff.
2: Yep. Sell some stuff. It's a good time.
0: Yep. Looking forward to it.
2: All right. Well, appreciate you guys coming on, and uh, I guess I have to do the outro now because I'm by myself. So um, make sure to give this podcast a rating, review, all that good stuff, and then check out all of our social channels. We have everything from TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all of it. Um, Tons of content, videos, all that stuff. You know, this video will be on TikTok, and also be on your whatever podcast platform you like to listen to. So... Appreciate you guys watching or listening, either one.